Our scripture reading today is from John 14, verses 15 through 26. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be with you, be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more, but you will see me, because I live, and you, you will also live. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home in him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and is given to us in love. The series of John, we will get into the second part of the 14th chapter. Dave kind of led us in a little bit uh, last week when he talked about the coming of the Comforter. And this week I want to simply talk about the work of the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit. Whenever you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit, people sometimes tend to get on edge because they think of this um, magical, mystical thing. Um, and they always see, um, they only identify the spirit if someone is crying, if someone in, in, in the African-American church, if somebody's running around the church, they, they think that's considered the spirit. Um, I, I, I don't want to say that is not the spirit in operation, but I do want to say that it's more to the spirit than just that. It is more to the spirit than just that. So as we begin to talk about the work of the Spirit today, there, there are just a few things that I want to share with you that I, I thought that I saw in this scripture that the Spirit teaches us. And the first thing the Spirit does is it teaches us to obey. It teaches us to obey. It's not a slavish or, or some kind of love that we are forced to do. It, it teaches us to obey. Our obedience is not because we, we are we're afraid of God. I don't know if that's quite bad, if that's bad in itself, but certainly being obedient is one sign that we love God. That's, that's what Scripture said. That's not my talk. That's Scripture. I, I remember when I was about 12 years old, I was in junior high school, and anybody who has kids or have kids, when they get to be about 12 or 13, they begin to know everything. They, they, they forget all the home training you have taught them. 
when they reach about 12 or 13. I know somebody here saying, no, that wasn't me. I was just a perfect little child. Well, when I got about 12 years old, I, I began to, to, to act like my mama hadn't taught me anything. So one day my mama got a call from the Dina boys and was telling my mom that I had detention, after school detention. Y'all wouldn't know about anything about that, would you? So I, yes, thank you. There's somebody who understands me. So I had a guy that I got after school attention. Not, not only did I have after school attention, I had about a hundred of them. <laughs> we only had 180 days of school and I had about a hundred days of after school detention. So when my mom got there, the Dina boys brought out my discipline record. And everything in that folder was true. I was talking back. I was being a disturbance in class. Y'all wouldn't ever think that, would you? I wasn't paying attention. It was like my parents had taught me nothing. So as we got in the car and we was on our way home, it was awfully quiet in that car. That's unusual. Because my mama, my mama liked to get you on the going and the coming. But she was quiet. And as we rolled down the road, I looked over at my mom and she had begun to cry. So I said to my mom, Mama, why are you crying? Why are you crying? I'm the one in trouble. Why are you crying? And she looked at me and she said, because you don't love me. I said, yes, I do. She said, it's not possible for you to love me. It's not possible for, me to, for you to love me and your dad. We, we work hard to keep a roof over your head, clothes on your back, food on the table. And you go to school and act like you have nobody that cares about you. When I tell you that that thing rings in my ears right now to this day, I'm mindful because I never ever want to put my parents in a position where my parents think I don't love them. And that's what we do oftentimes with God. We act like we don't love him. We, 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 we let our lives show that, that we are, are doing our own thing and, and that nobody can tell us what to do. Our love for God ought to produce some obedience in our life. It says, it, look, let's look at the scripture. In, in verse 15, it says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Verse 21 says, whoever has my commandments and keep them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will, love, will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. So, so our obedience demonstrates our love for God. I, I know, I know. We don't, we, we don't like to get a lot of stuff that's going to tell us what we got to do. We don't want to get a lot of stuff that's going to tell us how, do we, how we supposed to live. We don't want a list of things to do. I don't want to give you a list of things to do. I simply want you to know that you must be obedient. You must be obedient. I'm, I'm going to get to the Holy Spirit in a minute. Listen to this. Love is the very content of our obedience. When we obey his commandments, we are showing our love to the Father. 
sometimes we, we, we profess to be Christians, and we think when we make a profession of faith uh, that, that we get to live like we want to live. We think we get a free pass. Anybody ever played Monopoly before? When I'm playing Monopoly, it's two, two things I want to, two, two, uh, two cards I want to get. One is a get-out-of-jail-free card, and the one that allows me to collect $200 for no reason. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And as Christians, we seem to think that when we make a professional faith, that our lives, are, we get a get-out-of-jail-free card. No, Scripture says that we must be obedient. That we can't do what we want to do. We have to live a life that's obedient to God. We have to keep his commandments. And by that, we're showing that we love him. In the Gospel of Luke, it says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Let, think about that for a moment. My granddaddy used to say, Don't yes sir me. My granddaddy used to be talking, and when I wanted my hush, I would say, Yes, sir. He'd be talking, I'd be like, yes, sir. He said, boy, listen, don't just yes, sir, me. You just want me to be quiet. And that's how I said, listen, listen, y'all, y'all may not nod with me in agreement today, but that's how we are. Amen. Listen, all we want is what we're going to get, what's going to bless us. Okay. What's, what's going to what's be good for us. We, we don't want to sit down and listen to all the stuff that's going to help us along the journey. We want to hurry up and get to the part that's going to help us. I don't know about y'all, but, but as a young man, I've had to borrow money from my daddy. Any of y'all had to do that before? Okay, I've had to borrow money from my daddy. And before I could get the money, my daddy almost has a questionnaire. When you going to give it back? He, he has this thing, I didn't have to look for you to get it, and I don't want to have to look for you to get it back. So my dad, would, my dad would say all this stuff, and, and, and Jonathan, I would want to say, man, just give me the money. But, but I needed him. So I had to sit down and listen. Y'all, sometimes there's some things that, that, listen, that the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. But we don't want to listen. We want to, we want to hurry up and get to the thing that we want. Obedience should not be in response, because we want something from God. Our obedience ought to be in response of what he's already done. Has God been good to you? Listen, he's been good to you today. He woke you up today. As a matter of fact, he's been good to you within the last five seconds. Because he's allowing you to breathe. Uh, Are you listening to me? So listen, we ought to be obedient to him, not because of what we want but what he's already done for you. Listen, y'all, I say this same stuff all the time because I want us to really grab a hold of this. Has God made a way out of no way for anybody? Has anybody back ever been against the wall? Listen, have you, I know, I know, I know. Has anybody in here ever had not know how you was gonna pay your next bill? Is there anybody here? That, That where you was gonna lay your head at? Is there anybody? But some kind of way, God made a way. You, you, you didn't know. Listen, listen. Has your child ever been sick? And God healed his body? Have you ever been sick? And God healed your body? 
Listen, y'all, we owe him praise for that. Listen, it's, it's, it's not just a one-time thank you. It's a continuous thank you. I'm going to get to the Spirit. I'm going to get to the Spirit. Now, not only, not, only, not only does the Holy Spirit demonstrate if we love God, it demonstrates that God loves us. Listen, God said that we keep his commandments, and those that keep his commandments, and we're showing that we love him. God knew us. He knew that we were a mess. He knew that we couldn't do this on our own. So guess what he did? He sent us a comforter. He sent us somebody to walk side us. Somebody to help us. Do How many people would agree with me that good is not in you? I, I know, I know, I know. We, we'll begin to list the things that we ain't done, but good ain't in you. If you don't do some stuff, it's because of the Spirit working through you. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Everybody should be a nod. Everybody should be. How many people here be about to tell somebody off? Look, look, you, you, you was about to say it, but you did. You can't stop yourself. <laughs> you, you, you did not stop you. I was just about to, but the Spirit stopped you. It ain't in you. Listen, because what's on my mind, when you done made me mad, I want to say it. But the Spirit comes and it says that ain't the right thing. The Spirit comes and it stops you. Now, some of us, because the Spirit don't force us, we go ahead and say it anyway. Yes, we do. Look, now everybody, look, everybody was with me on the almost. But everybody here acting like they don't just go on and say that thing anyway. Have you ever said it and when you said it, you'd be like, dang, I wish I hadn't said it. The Spirit was trying to stop you, but you didn't listen to the Spirit. You just went on and said it anyway. And listen, how many folk know when you get it out there, it's hard to get back. You can, you can say you sorry, but that thing hurt. There's a song that says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That's a lie. That's a lie. You say some stuff, you hurt folk. And you be wishing, you be hoping, you, you'll do anything to take it back. If I can turn back the hands of time, anybody know that song? I'm not that old, but my mama used to play it. If I could turn back the hands of time. So listen, the Spirit be trying to work for us to help us. And it demonstrates God's love because he knew, he knew y'all, he knew we were messed up. He knew we couldn't do this, so he sent the Spirit. He knew that we would need it. The, hell, the, he, the Holy Spirit is just not a helper in difficult times. That's what we see the Holy Spirit as. Just somebody coming along us that I'm, I'm having, I got sickness in my body. So the Holy Spirit comes and it heals me. Yes. Listen, something's going on in my life. I need a job. And the Holy Spirit comes and, and, and I get a job. That's, we, we, listen, it's, it's, it's bigger than that. The same Holy Spirit that, that heals your body can lead you to all truth. The same Holy Spirit 
that, that makes a way out of no way will teach you how to love yourself. The same Holy Spirit that, 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 that will teach you how to love yourself is the same Holy Spirit that will teach you how to love your neighbors. The same Holy Spirit that teaches you how to love your neighbors will also teach you how to love your enemies. The same Holy Spirit that teaches you how to love yourself, to love your neighbors, and to love your enemies will teach you how to care for the poor. It will teach you how to love the unlovable. It will teach you how to be a good employee. It will teach you how to be, listen to me, a good employer. It will teach you how to use your resources well. It will teach you how to love your spouse. It will teach you how to keep yourself until you find a spouse. The Holy Spirit, it will do these things. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not just to come to fix us, to make us just look, to fix this thing that we need. Y'all, we need the Holy Spirit in our life. And Jesus knew, God knew that we were incapable of doing the things of keeping his commandments. He knew that we were incapable of keeping ourselves, so he sent a comforter. Anybody happy about that? That he sent a comforter. He sent the comforter to help us. Listen, y'all, when we get weak, the spirit becomes our strength. You ever felt like you couldn't go on? You you just couldn't make it no more? Listen, it's the spirit that gave you strength. Y'all, Martin Luther King in 1950, in the 50s, he was getting ready to, as a matter of fact, he was in the midst of the Montgomery boycott, bus boycott. And one day he was driving down the road and he got pulled over for a police officer for going 30 in the 25. So they arrested Martin Luther King. They took him to jail. He spent the night in jail. They kept him all day the next day. Then the next evening, they let him out. Martin Luther King Jr. went home, and he said he was contemplating quitting. He said he wanted to give up. He says, as, uh, as he was going home, he was saying, I can't do this no more. I'm just tired. I feel like giving up. As soon as he walked in the house, the telephone rang. He answered his telephone, and it was somebody on the other line threatening to kill him. He said, so I'd already been thinking about quitting. And then when I got home, my phone rang, and it was somebody on the phone talking about killing me. He said, all it made me want to do was quit the more. He said, but he sat down and he brewed a cup of coffee. And when he brewed that cup of coffee, he said, while he was sipping on his coffee, something began to comfort his soul. Something began to tell him that you can't quit. Something began to tell him that when you are weak, I will be your strength. You want to know what it was? It was the Holy Spirit. And that's how the Holy Spirit does. It comes beside us when we think we can't go no more. The Holy Spirit comes beside us. It becomes our strength. It helps us make it. Sometimes we be about to quit something because we can't take it no more. But God has sent a comforter. It comes with us. It comes beside us. It becomes our strength. It begins to do the things that we cannot do. 
Hey Amen. Look, look, it ain't, it ain't taking one step and you taking another. It's taking all the steps. Are, are y'all with me? It's taking all the steps. If, if, you, if you're making any progress, it's because of the Holy Spirit. If, if you're doing anything, if you got a job and people look up to you, it's because of the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? If you got a roof over your head, it's because of the Holy Spirit. God has taught you how to use your resources. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit, verse 18, tells us that I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. The Holy Spirit will not leave you. He will not leave you. That's good to know. You feel like you're by yourself sometimes. It's good to know that you're not by yourself. I don't know about y'all, but that's a, I've had some dog days. Anybody? Had some moments where you just didn't know. You felt all alone. I'm glad my relationship with God is not based on how I feel. Because some days y'all feel like I'm out here by myself. I feel like I'm, I, ain't, I don't have anybody else. But the Holy Spirit has promised to never leave us. That he won't leave us as orphans. That means you, 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 are, you have always got the Holy Spirit with you when you belong to him. Won't leave us. And the Holy Spirit always, always point us to the Father. Always. It always points us back to God the Father. In this passage, it says that I'm telling you these things so that when you're faced with trouble, you will believe. Sometimes you have to get the information before you even have any trouble in your life. Sometimes you need to know how to handle stuff when trouble comes. I want you to know that if you belong to God, you got a comforter. You got somebody to walk with you. You got somebody to talk with you. You got somebody to put their arms around you that when you feel all alone, there's a comfort that can come over you. It's the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that will guide your tongue. It's the Holy Spirit that will teach you how you must live. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. It has a job. It has a job. Now, I'm going to say this. The Holy Spirit is not going to override your will. Mm-mm. Listen. Listen. I want to, but I don't want to. Ah. I, 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 I want to do everything God has called me to do Amen. unless somebody get in my way. Amen. Then I want to tell them off. I got to want to be in God's will more than I want to tell them off. So that means I have learned to smile at people who are cussing me out. You ever been driving down the road? I accidentally almost pulled over on a guy's car. He, he was in one lane, I was in another lane, and 
I guess since I turned on my blinker, I thought I could automatically go over. The guy in the car next to me, he didn't like it, and he let me know. He began to give me a wave with just one finger. Listen, can I, can I be truthful with y'all? Guess what I almost did? Huh? I, I almost gave it back to him. He gave me one. Well, I wanted to give him two. But the Holy Spirit. Watch this. I heard this say that ain't good for your witness. That ain't good for the kingdom. Because I believe now, it's just me thinking. I'm done. I'm done. Bet you I'm finished. You can call them. You can call them. I believe that if I'd have gave that man the double pleasure, the person in the car next to me would have been somebody that know the preacher. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Am I making sense to y'all? Yeah. Yeah. So if I had not heard the spirit, I probably would have looked over to my left and saw my mama. I, what, what, listen, the work of the Spirit. I'm, 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 I'm purposely being funny. But I want to be serious on this part. The Spirit is here to help us. The Spirit is here to guide us. The Spirit is here to teach us. God knew that we could not do the things that he requires of us. So he sent us a comforter. Amen. He sent us a comforter because he loves us. It's good, man. It is good. It is good to have friends. It's good to have people you can call. But every now and then, your friends get tired. Sometimes people don't have their phone. Sometimes they have their phone sees you. And don't answer. But we got a comforter that'll never leave us, not forsake us. We got a comforter that he'll be there when we call. Are, are, are you listening to me? We got a comforter that'll put his arms around us and embrace us. Y'all, I'm happy about that. I'm happy about that. And watch this. The comforter knows that we need him. So he's there for us. Anybody really can tell the truth that you need the comforter? We need him. And he is ours. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him to you. He's yours. Look, look, just close your eyes and think about that. Yeah, that he's already yours. That he could, that look, what? Can't, can't, just imagine him putting his arms around you. Imagine him coming to your rescue. Imagine him keeping your tongue, teaching you how to love your neighbor, teaching you how to love yourself, 
giving you strength to resist temptation. Thank you, God. Thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for loving us enough, for knowing, God, all about us, for knowing about our weakness, knowing about our shortcomings, knowing every area where we would need strength. God, we thank you for your spirit. Father, we pray now that our desires become your desires. God, you can call that, that you will cause the things that we think to be the things that you would have us to think. God, we thank you for the spirit for being, that it will be with us, that it will comfort us, it will lead us. Father, have your way. Let us not rely on our own strength, but only rely on the strength that is found in the person of the Holy Spirit. We thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.